0: This is Make It Curry. Make It Curry. M. I. P. With Massimilia Matfumo. Mark Thompson. Make It point. Get Woke.
1: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief
2: from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Welcome to another edition of MIP. Happy to have you with us. Um, Just in terms of housekeeping, I am in Georgia. Came back, was here early last week, came back. Sunday, yesterday, will be here uh, through the election season and uh, pretty much embedded with Black Voters Matter and several other organizations that are doing this work to get out the vote um, uh, for Tuesday. Um, Primarily, these organizations work in a nonpartisan capacity, uh, but we want people to get out the vote. So I'll be here and a part of that. And those of you who want to keep up with what's going on in Georgia, please, again, follow Make It Plain and myself on social media, either at Make It Plain or at Minister with two Ts across your social media to keep up with everything that's going on down here in this historic election in Georgia. Uh, And if you have loved ones, ladies and gentlemen, who live in Georgia, uh, and are wondering about getting out to vote tomorrow, have them text the word Georgia to this number, 25225. That's 25225. And they'll be informed as to what what polling places are open, where their closest polling place, how long it will be open. If you stay in line uh, when past poll closing, they have to give you the opportunity to vote. Early voting ended early here in Georgia. Lord have mercy. But if you text Georgia to 25225, you'll be up on everything and your loved ones will be up on everything about voting and where to go and vote. And that is courtesy of a Black Voters Matter. They have set up that that service so people can know where to vote. Uh, It is Monday, immediately following the monthly jobs report, which came out Friday. And we always at this time, we've been doing this for years now, speak with our dear friend, the chief. Economist at the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, Chad Stone. Chad, how are you and how was your weekend?
2: Um, I'm very well, Mark, and I hope you are too. My weekend was good.
3: Wonderful. Wonderful. And good to see you, uh, once again, as always. So not much change in the, the number in the unemployment rate, but at the outset, uh, and folks, let me just say this too, Chad talks to me, uh, we do this every month, but. If you really want to get ahead of the curve and find out about these monthly jobs report jobs reports in real time as they happen, follow him on Twitter at chad cbpp. I think Chad probably has the most comprehensive uh, reporting and analysis of the monthly jobs report uh, above and beyond any anybody else, uh, and he gives it to us objectively. Um, you pointed at the outset, and and you pointed this out in past reports. But in particular, uh, November there is a discrepancy um, between data from employers, the employment data we get from employers, and the employment data we get from households. Correct?
2: That's correct. Um, this is the second month in a row that this has happened uh, to a significant degree. That the um, the job di- the job data from employers asking how many people you have on your payrolls um, was up. Um, much more than expected. It was up two hundred sixty three thousand. There was, was, I think, it was. Uh, let me check cheat sheet. Twenty three thousand um, downward revisions from the month before. But that's still very, very robust job growth. It's slower than it was earlier this year, and slower than it was uh, last year. But but we were trying to make a big catch up uh, in that period, and now uh, now we're uh, largely caught up. We've actually we, ha- we actually have a larger number of payroll jobs. Than we than we had um, at the beginning of the pandemic um, by by a million jobs, which is pretty significant um, growth. Whereas on the household side, when you ask people um, who in the household is working, who's not working, who uh, wants wants a job, who doesn't want a job, um, that household survey data for the second month in a row showed a decline, a non-trivial decline of a couple hundred thousand. Uh, Uh, Well, almost a couple hundred, 186,000, I think, is the labor force decline. Um, And this can happen, um, but the difference is is pretty significant and not fully understood by us economists. This is a very tricky economy, a tricky jobs market, I would have to say, to interpret.
3: Now. You say it's a it's a little complicated to figure out why there's such a dis- discrepancy, right? Yes. Um, it, well, let me let me let me ask a couple of questions here. Um, if, if the the household survey is saying that there are fewer um, jobs, and you know, I want to try to get this right because you've talked to us about this before as well. Um, there's a difference. Between what employers are saying, they're saying these are how many jobs have been created or how many jobs people have filled. But now the household perspective, wouldn't that tell us a little bit more about who as who's actually maybe made a decision to leave or to stop looking for a job? Might that be some of the source of the
2: discrepancy? I don't know. Um, that could be some of the source, but I, but probably not the most important. Now, to, to be clear, um, the well, there's 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 lots there's lots of, of features of the difference at that. For one thing, there are many jobs, many many people who say they have jobs in the household survey are in jobs that are not at the kinds of businesses that are sampled. To get the to get the payroll side, so the household the household includes um, people who are who are working in a family business and might not be paid, people who are self employed. Uh, none of those are in the, the payroll survey, so that 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 accounts for a certain uh, amount of the difference. There's also the statistical problem. I mean, coming off coming off an election uh, where where we're, where we're looking at the polls and there's a margin of error around the polls of a few percent. Either, either way there's there's a relatively big margin of error uh, in in the sample size of it, of, of both on both the apparel side and on the household side and so some of it can just be statistical differences but um, it it's it's persistent for two months now and it's it, nobody has has clearly delineated what was going on but you get one this, this is not the source of the difference but you could have you could have the same person be on the payroll be counted in the payroll survey three times because he has, because that person has three three jobs but on the household survey that would only be one person but that's not a large enough number of people multiple job holders are not enough large enough number of people to to explain the difference the The, the Bureau of Labor Statistics tries to compute a, a household measure uh, that Look as an experimental household measure that looks more like that leaves out the folks that aren't on the payroll side, but there's still discrepancy there as well. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm running too fast on technical stuff, but it's it's statistics, it's sampling error, it's it's different concepts, it's a whole range of things, but it's a big difference and and, and it's persistent.
3: And and that that's important. One thing I want to highlight and, and Chad uh, lifts this up in his thread um, for the, the household survey. He alluded this, but to even give a little bit more detail, unlike the employment employer survey, household survey includes agricultural workers, self-employed workers, um, unpaid family workers, private household workers. Uh, all those people are included. So that that is going to make that number. Um, a bit higher, and as Chad said, it does it counts people once, whereas the other one can count folks um, more than once. So, so how does this um, affect the monetary policy that we've discussed with the Fed? Uh, there's some reports. Uh, Reuters, CNBC, are suggesting that um, they have some evidence through minutes of recent meetings that the Fed, Chad may move to smaller rate hikes. Uh, What do you think about that and what would that do?
2: So uh, before the jobs report, before this latest jobs report, um, it seemed pretty clear um, uh, the chairman of the Federal Reserve Board, uh, Jerome Powell, gave a a recent speech and the indications were that they would indeed be moving to smaller rate increases. So that... the past, few, the past few meetings, Fed meets, um, I think, 10 times a year, uh, the Federal Open Market Committee that actually determines monetary policy. And at the last couple, they, at the last few, they raised their target interest rate that they used to conduct monetary policy by three quarters of a percentage point, which is a big, big increase. And the, and the hinting is that it was going to be be smaller, maybe a half percentage, at the meeting this coming uh, in, in a week or so. The December meeting now, uh, so that so that indicates uh, is, and the inflation news. Uh, inflation is not going; the inflation rate is not getting higher and higher. It's high; it's too high, but it's not getting higher and higher as it was several months. Ago. So, but so ahead of this jobs report, expectation that the shed was likely to ease on rate hikes. The the strength of the payroll employment, number, which most people think is a more reliable number than the household number um, on statistical grounds that the margin, the confidence interval while big is not as big as the confidence in, interval around the household survey. So um, for what it's worth, um, ex- experts sort of would look at the strong growth on the employer side and say, well, We're expecting 200,000 jobs and we got, or, or less or fewer, and we got 263,000. That suggests that the labor market is running hotter than we were, we were expecting. And that might make the fed less likely to, to scale back on rates. They still might do it. They still could do it. They well could do it, but, but that, that says, you know, labor market's hotter than we thought. It's not cooling off as fast as we thought. And the second thing is that, I mean, I think we'll probably talk about this a little bit more, but nominal wages, wages before inflation jumped up recently, and the Fed has been hoping that they will be going down. And so that's other, another indication of a still hot labor market that the wages employers had to pay to get, to get the workers they wanted jumped, jumped, jumped up. So it's now uncertain again what the Fed is going to do. Uh, they're definitely going to keep raising rates. But how they, inter- how they take into account this most recent surprise in the job statement remains to be seen. We'll know in a couple of weeks.
1: Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. Because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Do, do we know any
3: more about the, the, the industries? We always talk about the different industries and, and what they did. During the month of November to keep up. Yeah.
2: yeah, so um, we usually take labor and hospitality as an example because it was the industry hit hardest in uh, in the pandemic, and it's been having quite solid job gains every month, so every month, labor and hospitality jobs are an important contributor to the monthly job growth. On the other hand, because they were in such a deep hole in in uh, April of 2020, they are still 930,000 jobs below where they were before the pandemic. Now, the industry is restructuring uh, in light of uh, developments and, and the tight labor market. And so well, we don't know if if restaurants are gonna have as many employees, as if there's gonna be as many restaurants and as many employees. When, when the dust settles on this, on, on this kind of turbulent economy. But so, but, so labor and hospitality, it, in line with the theme of the, the uh, conflicting um, results in, in this jobs report, monthly job growth was really strong, but overall job growth, but, but the whole compared with where they were pre-recession is still very deep. It's large. It's it's larger than the overall.
3: There's a number that says retail trade fell by thirty thousand jobs, with most of the losses in general merchandise stores. Business Standard reported that. Um, but this is this is Christmas, so that's probably going to change when when we get the December report.
2: Yep. Um, I I hesitate to mention seasonal adjustment. But, yeah. Right. Um,
3: right. Was there a lot of seasonal adjustment in for for this month for November?
2: Well, the, well, the complication is that seasonal patterns with Christmas shopping seems to happen earlier than it used to, and the adjust, seasonal adjustment factors that take that into account haven't necessarily moved as quickly as as the change. so it's 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 complicated. It, it's it's difficult. It's t- difficult to be sure what's going on. I mean, supposedly, uh, the seasonal adjustment, takes take, takes out the seasonal effects so that we know what's happening to the non-seasonal stuff, which is which is the unusual part of the job. The stuff that happens every month um, is is taken into account in reporting the jobs figures. Or the expectation of what would happen. So, but but yeah, we'll, we'll, the raw numbers we're we're going to see we're going to see Christmas shop improve things, but it, but it may or may not show up in, in the data because of the way the seasonal adjustment is working and having difficulty recovering from the pandemic, because patterns have changed.
3: Chair just, yeah. some of you, Chair just said something of y'all very obvious, yet still profound as we, as, as he's an economist, <laughs> not to knock the economy, but what did he say? He said Christmas shopping happens a lot earlier. They mm-hmm. do. Yeah. We all know that because we go to the store. Before Thanksgiving now, and the Christmas decorations. Wait a minute, you know, and you get it, you know. So you there? I, I know all of us lament this. Wait a minute, it's here, and then you feel you panic because it's the. We know it's upon us. So yeah, he, that that is absolutely, um, in the case. One other area in in your thread that you lift up, uh, and you all really always have, uh, Chad has been, um, while well, he's an economist for the nonpartisan center. If if Chad could be accused of being an an activist in any area. It is for UI reform or unemployment insurance improvement. Uh and he talks about that in in his thread. Um and once again you remind us that if things are not improved, if the economy were to falter, people would be in serious trouble, particularly um those historically discriminated against African American and Latino workers, right?
2: That's right. That's right. Oh so and if we don't know what the Fed is going to be doing over the next six months or so, but if they if they if they find it necessary to keep raising rates and that and that ends up weakening the economy, then we can be in a in a situation, as you say, and and as I as I always have been mentioning in recent months that where, where the most vulnerable workers who tend to be and Latino workers, um, are the, you know, the the last, last hired, first fired, and they're the ones most vulnerable. And the unemployment insurance system is broken. It's, 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 it's largely run by the states and the states have very different, different states have very different unemployment insurance systems and, um, and, and in many cases, the workers that, who lose their jobs through no fault of their own and should be getting unemployment insurance by, the, by what the, how, how the program describes itself, people who lose their jobs through no fault of their own. You don't, you don't get unemployment insurance if you quit or, or if you get fired for cause. But if you lose your job through no fault of your own, you're supposed to get unemployment insurance. And yet, um, in many states, uh, Black and Latino workers just fail to. to to qualify for a variety
3: of events, not only. Right. And and add that unemployment system to folks, my list of issues as to why elections are important, not only on the national level, but at the state and local level. uh, State legislatures decide unemployment insurance policies. They decide redistricting. They decide education funding policy, all those things and and many times um uh um, accountability of law enforcement, so these state and local elections are as important. I haven't seen the numbers uh, i'm I'll be curious soon i I'll, I'll probably take that up this week after this election tomorrow, you know, how people did in terms of voting and turnout when it came to uh um, state elections, but this is what Chad is talking about, and I'm glad he talks about it. We don't talk about it enough when we talk about. The reasons to vote, voting even affects your unemployment insurance and how it's handled at the state level. So I'll tell you who to vote for right now, but get involved, make that a priority, um, and vote. Of course, uh, uh, Chad's threads, and we do we do want to acknowledge once again we the the good news about all of this um, is that total jobs are above February 2020 levels when the pandemic started. In fact, above By a number of over a million, a million forty-four thousand jobs. I think I'm I'm looking at your graphic right now. So um, that's still a good thing. So, so can we say we've recovered with a D, or we're still the recovery is is still going on?
2: Um, Job market um, has largely recovered in the sense that we are we are well over on the payroll side. We are well over. Uh, where we were at the start, um, and the unemployment rate uh, is 3.7 percent, which is only two tenths of a point higher than it was at the start of the recession. So unemployment is low, job creation is ongoing at a at a, at a good pace, and and the, the, the jobs gap that we paid a lot of, t- of attention to back in the pandemic has been erased on the pandemic side. So yeah. But by and large, now that's not true for, for everybody. Um, but there's there's probably still people that want a, that want a job. You know, may not even be back in the labor force yet. But but it's a it's a healthy it's a healthy labor market. And
3: we're thankful for that.
1: What's spring like in Park City, Utah?
3: Chad CBPP, follow him on Twitter. And of course he joins us monthly. This will be um, the last time Chad and I will chat in 2022 for when the next job or so, we'll be looking forward to hearing him once again in the new year. Chad, happy holidays to you and your family, my friend. And thank you for all the great work you and the Center on budget do all year round. It is so valuable and we appreciate it. We always say, we all feel like we're a little bit smarter after speaking with Chad, don't we, you all? Thank you, Chad.
2: Well, thanks for that. It's always good to be with you, Mark.
3: Indeed. Folks, don't forget, text Georgia to 25225. You don't know anything else today. Just let your loved ones know. Or you text it and then forward their reply because it'll give them information on where to vote and how to vote tomorrow in Georgia. Thanks, everybody.